Hi there, this is Karen. I'm your host for the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm really glad you joined me. This episode is called Deliberate Love, and I'm going to start out with a pod quote, and that quote is, the love God wants us to have isn't just an emotion, but a conscious act of will, a deliberate decision on our part to put others ahead of ourselves. This is the very kind of love God has for us. And that quote is by Billy Graham. All right, so I was recently going over some items for a Christmas luncheon that I was speaking at. The theme for the luncheon was Christmas memories. And I loved the theme. I was speaking about some serious things, some biblical things, of course, some Jesus things, and a whole crazy version of the 12 days of Christmas, which I had a blast putting together, by the way. And I tell you this because in order to get ready for this event, I had to be extremely organized. Now, I am a very organized person anyhow, so somebody who knows this might go, uh, duh, Karen, <laughs> of course you're organized. But this was even more so because I was putting together props for 12 different days of Christmas that needed to be acted out because I rewrote the 12 days of Christmas. And hopefully everyone thought it was funny. I think they did. I think it went really well. I was so blessed and I hope it was a blessing to other people. But I, I, in order to do it right, I really had to be organized. And it's not a great idea to go in somewhere and be putting on some sort of a skit or a play or some sort of uh, presentation and not have all your ducks in a row and realize when you get up there that you left something out and you left it tucked away at home or you just completely forgot to put it on your list because that doesn't come across very well, especially if you're trying to make people laugh. So in my efforts to be organized for Christmas without crushing the whole spirit of what I was trying to do or sucking the life and breath out of it, especially out of the spontaneity, um, I made a list. Yes, yes, in the spirit of the season, I checked it twice. And actually, because I've had OCD for so many years, I checked it seven times. <laughs> okay, you may not think that's funny, but I think that's funny because it took me a lot of years to um, deal with the fact I had OCD and then when God healed me from it. And anyway, to me, it was funny. All right, I digress here. All right. Okay. So while I was researching and researching some things for this list and I, I went over, it took me a long time to really get the grip and the idea and the hold of what I really wanted to do with this 12 days of Christmas and memory theme. So while I was doing this, I was researching some things and something came across online and I clicked on it and oh, what doth my wandering eyes appear? right before me a list so annoying I couldn't handle it I mean people I am all for being organized and for setting a mood and for making the holidays all they can be for my family and friends and even for myself I really have a philosophy in life I don't know that it's really a philosophy I just put that in there but it's really my mindset and just how I am is that the more I can do today then the less I have to do tomorrow so if I can get as much done today and be as organized as I can then that gives me the room and the breadth and the, the ability to be more relaxed tomorrow, to enjoy the holidays to come, to um, usher in the Holy Spirit and be a little bit more free. That doesn't mean I have to organize everything to death, but I do like to be organized. So that's just how I work. However, this list, oh my friends, this list <laughs> that I came across, it's not even just about being organized. It's something above and beyond um i 
Oh, and we really should say beneath and below because this list is low, low, low. And I could go on and on and give it a whole lot of adjectives, but I'm just going to dive right in and share part of this list with you. So in no particular annoying, ridiculous order, give me a rump-a-pump-pum drumroll, please. A. This is the list, all right? A. Find your holiday scent well in advance of the holiday. Assure that it's a scent that allows you to immerse yourself in peaceful relations. Ensure it reflects who you are and what you feel at the core of your spirit about the holiday to come. Um, yes, by all means, let's make sure we are one with the scent. Can I just say, the scents I care most about are the, about are the scent of people who shower and bathe correctly before coming to my house and the scent of tasty food cooking during the holidays. I have... <laughs> I've never heard about making sure that, okay, I do believe in that certain scents conjure up different things, but this was a little bit different to me the way it was worded. So not making fun of anybody else, but kind of am. All right. So B, (laughs) before you host a party, hold a tasting event with samples of various food items you're interested in having, along with perhaps an eggnog and punch tasting station, so you can gauge what your guests' tastes are like in order to prepare appropriately and please your guests when they come for the actual party. Um, what? (laughs) Someone wants to have a pre-party party to take a food survey and do a tasting so they can make sure that they please people at the real party. What? Yeah, let's, let's by all means do that. Um, and let me dig right into my gold mine in the backyard so I can do that first. Um, C. Schedule to do something crazy and memorable on your time off. After all, Christmas is the time of year to do crazy things. Perhaps bungee jumping, parachuting, swim in freezing waters. Remember, this is the season to do crazy things. Okay, I had to read and reread that one more than a few times. I totally missed the bumper sticker that said, Merry Crazy Season. And I didn't read the part in the Bible that says, Jesus came so that you might do crazy things. But again, there is a song about being up on a rooftop and that could be considered crazy if there's ice up on there and there's shingles, right? This one didn't even make sense. It didn't even make sense to me. What? Okay, so D. Budget ahead for your own special Christmas gift. Be sure to get it ahead of time, wrap it beautifully, and leave it under the tree. Christmas is about treating others and yourself. What? I think I had to say what with a question mark over all of these. Christmas is not about treating others and yourself. It's really not even about treating others. It's about Jesus Christ. That's why it's called Christmas. Christmas. The only thing I can say other than that is praise God. I am not yet at the age and stage of life that I can buy myself a gift, wrap it, put it underneath the tree and actually be surprised on Christmas morning because I forgot that I did that. Now, you should indeed be good to yourself. You should love yourself and occasionally spoil yourself. I'm not against that. I do it at times too, but this is Christmas. This is not self-indulgence day. This is not caring miss or selfishness miss. I mean, I've just never even, I've just never even heard of such a thing. Okay. E, prepare fun holiday themed pictures with witty posts ahead of time 
This way, you'll have less stress during the holidays to keep up with your social media accounts. At a mere click, you can post jolly-looking pictures with a true Christmas spirit, even if your holiday isn't turning out quite the way you hoped. Huh? Yeah, folks, let's just get it all staged so we can at least fake having a happy holiday, even if we aren't having one. It sounds down-to-earth and Christ-like to me. What about you? And yes, my friends, this is a real list on a real website. And no, I don't want to give you the address because I don't want to drive more traffic to their website and line their pockets with more money from advertisers because just call me a little social media screwed your Grinch, but that's okay. But yes, this is a real list. All right, F, buy some handmade Christmas stockings at a local street fair or vendor event. Fill them with various goodies and tell your family and friends you made them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding. Okay, this helps your loved ones know you cared enough to take the time, even if you didn't really have all the time you wished you did. Liar, liar, stocking on fire. I'm just going to refer you to Ninth Commandment on that one, okay? G, Don't wait till the last minute to wrap your gifts. Get the needed paper, bags, ribbons, and tape ahead of time and wrap as if your life depended on it. Remember, these could be the last gifts you wrap and the last ones your friends and family ever open from you, so make sure to impress them. Holy heck, people. (laughs) Way to dig into the joyful Christmas spirit. While we're at it, let's just sing that good old favorite. I'll be home for Christmas if I don't die along the way. Or, dashing through the snow, I slipped and hit my head. I mean, come on. What the heck is that? (laughs) Let's rap like our life depended on it and impress people because we might kick the bucket tomorrow. After all, it is the crazy season. (laughs) I just can't even make this up. Okay, H. While you're shopping, be sure to purchase some nondescript generic gifts in case you have last minute drop-ins or someone you don't normally shop for gives you a gift. You never want anyone to think you didn't include them. Okay, so now I actually do have little gifts on hand at home for stocking stuffers or just to give out spontaneously, but it's really not because I'm that worried about whether or not someone thinks I got them a gift or didn't get them a gift or they got me a gift and they didn't get them a gift. It's just because when I see something on sale, (laughs) I like to buy it and I do a lot of retreats. So I like to make sure I have little gifts for, for, for people when I go or as a little thank you or something like that. So I do have those things on hand. So I don't think that being organized in that way is bad. However, I am not a proponent of the rule. If someone gives you a gift, you must give them one too. I believe if you tune into your heart and you let God guide you, he'll show you who to spend money on or spend time making a gift for. I don't believe in generic gift giving out of a sense of obligation. I'm also not a proponent of if I spend $40 on this person, then I have to spend the same amount on this other person. Or if I have 10 gifts for this child to open, then I need to have exactly 10 for this child to open because giving comes from the heart. I was raised to know that a personalized gift means so much more than a generic gift. My parents could spend $5 on a huge bundle of embroidery thread for my sister and she would just literally squeal with excitement because she loves to embroider and then spend $20 on my brother for a high-powered flashlight gadget he really wanted. And we were all good with this because we were taught that Christmas gifts are not about the dollars and the cents. I read a summary of some scripture um, a while back from 1 Timothy 6 through 10, and I loved it. And it says, 
A devout life does bring wealth, but it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. Since we entered the world penniless and will leave it penniless, if we have bread on the table and shoes on our feet, that's enough. But if it's only money these leaders are after, they'll self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith and completely live to regret it bitterly ever after. I don't know about you, but I do not want to live bitterly ever after. And a lot of times when I have gotten so worried and caught up just in money, 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 I do become angry and I do become bitter. And I feel like I lose my foothold in my faith. And I don't ever want to be that way, especially over giving gifts to someone else. Because it's not about the dollar, the dollars or the cents. It's not about comparing who got what. And I've tried to instill that in my own kids. And that's definitely the way I was raised. And so reading this, it just made me feel like, oh, no, no, no. I, got, I, have, I felt like I had to say something about it. So, okay, so back to the list. Ready? I'm on I, by the way. I, as you receive gifts you prefer not to have, don't forget to remind the giver to share the receipt with you for easy returns. For those uncomfortable with reminding someone to include the receipt, you might write on the card you give them with their gift that you have included the receipt for them for easy exchanges and returns and let them know that you have placed a container or an envelope in a certain spot in your house where they can leave the receipt for the gift they purchased you. This will help avoid awkward Christmas moments. Oh yeah, that doesn't sound awkward at all. (laughs) I'm going to put in a Christmas card. Hey, don't forgive me the receipt so I can exchange your cheap gift I didn't like. What? Because that's basically what it sounds like you're saying. If they wanted you to have a receipt, they would give you a receipt. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, so my husband... If he gives me a receipt or he has something and he buys for me clothing, which I ask him never to buy me, but he always buys it for me anyhow, I don't have a problem returning it. I used to, but over the years I realized, you know, (laughs) it's just one of those things. I think every husband buys stuff for his wife that she really doesn't want. And she says, oh, don't buy any any more of blank for me. And he continues to buy it. And bless his heart. Sometimes he has good taste. So, I mean, maybe one out of ten um, and I can't say he doesn't have good taste. He married me. Wait a minute. That sounded really bad. Okay. So <laughs> he, has good, he has good taste, but he has different tastes than clothing than I do. But maybe one out of every 10 is just fabulous. And the funny thing is, is he only remembers the one out of every 10 that he gets right. He doesn't remember all the other ones. So I realized, okay, it's okay to exchange them, but never, ever, ever would I just ask somebody else, um, I know you like that nice high dollar gadget that you got me, but could you give me a receipt so I can exchange it? Cause it sucks. I, I'm sorry. This is so inappropriate. The, this makes it even more, the more awkward. I just can't even believe that this is in here. Okay. I'm not finished yet. There's one more ready. Jay, when Christmas is over, be sure to stack all the gifts you will be returning in a separate room. So you don't accidentally mix them with the ones you favor. Okay, so here's a clue, people. (laughs) If you receive so many gifts that you have to stack them in two different rooms so you don't confuse what you like and dislike, then I'm guessing, just guessing here, you may not know the true meaning of Christmas because, or you do know Jesus and the reason he came to be our savior, and you've just gotten caught up in a world full of Christmas fluff and puff and other stuff. 
a material world of how many dollars are spent and how many gifts are given to you, keeping track of who gave to you and who you didn't. And when all reality is and in the truth, all that really matters is that we focus on the reason for Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. I do recognize that tied into the Christmas holiday and glory of Jesus is the natural human desire to feel loved, loved like Jesus was loved and the desire to be remembered like we are, like we're supposed to remember Jesus. Like we know Jesus remembers us always. We don't want to be forgotten. We don't want to be left out, including of the gift giving. And when someone gives you a gift, it shows that they at least thought of you at least for a minute, right? What we have to remember though, is that being acknowledged and loved doesn't take being given gifts or spending lots of money on someone so they know that we remember them. It comes in the days preceding and the days following Christmas. It comes in the brief texts or the random phone calls, an invite to lunch or an occasional email or a card in the mail that reminds someone that they're in your heart and sometimes even on your mind. It comes in the getting together, the sharing food and laughter, playing games, getting a hug when you need it. It comes in in being there for someone in a time of crisis and pain, even if you haven't seen them in six months. It comes in the holding of someone's hand in that moment when they're going through a crisis, um, in drying their tears and just sitting in silence with them so that they know that they're not alone. That's where it comes from. That's where that love comes from. That's where you show someone how much they are loved, even if you can't be with them every minute. And it matters. That's where the love of Christ is ushered in, not in a store or a gift card or a burden to give of what you don't even have, but in the small day-to-day, spontaneous and deliberate actions of love. Thank you all for tuning in. You can hop on over to womaninspired.com if you want more information on how to schedule me to speak at your event or retreat um, or just read a little bit more about Woman Inspired. I'm also on Instagram. Just search for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, Woman Inspired. And I'm so glad you joined me. Please feel free to share this podcast. Um, And if you don't want to, do it anyhow because it's Christmas. (laughs) That would be a nice gift for me. I'm just kidding. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Merry Christmas.